Listening to the Nick's State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Nick's State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo, and of course, Chip Murphy is here. But we have a special guest joining us on the show today, uh, a contributor for Elite Sports in New York, Frank Tudorum. So, Frank, thank you for coming on and being a part of this podcast with us. Uh, uh, thank you, and Chip for having me. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some fireworks on the Fourth of July. That's it. Yes, and I'm yeah, just gonna get to that. It is the Fourth yeah. of July, so we want to wish everybody a happy Fourth of July. Hoping you guys are having fun and being safe out there, because that is the most important thing: being safe and making smart decisions. Um, also, just to give a little heads up, since it is 4th of July, you might hear some fireworks in the background. So if you hear some popping noise in this, it's going on outside my building out in the distance. So that that might be what it is. Just wanted to give a fair warning uh, to all the listeners on that. And we're excited to have you, Frank, on the show because we have talked in the past before about getting somebody on the show that has supported Phil Jackson. I, I think it's... Yeah, yeah it, seems, it seems like uh, people of my thinking are in the minority. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Well, me, me and Chip are, are definitely not Phil Jackson supporters, and, and it, it's good to have a different viewpoint because we don't yeah. want to have a, a, a biased show on here. We like to get all the angles. This is something that we, we talked about doing for our listeners uh, a while back ago, so we're glad you decided to come on board. And yeah, that's obviously. Called, go ahead. It's called uh, it's called responsible journalism to get both sides of the story. Absolutely, and that's yeah. obviously what we're going to start with today. The the news of Phil Jackson being uh, well, basically parted ways, a mutual parting ways of him and and the New York Knicks. And before we get into Chip and my perspective of what went down here we want to frank we want to hear from you we want to hear why you supported phil jackson when the majority wanted him gone what 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 made you like him listen uh his 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 resume his credentials uh uh, you know he's won 11 championships he's guided two of the greatest dynasties uh in history he's guided uh, the greatest player michael jordan uh, he's won two. He won two championships uh, as a Nick in the '60s under uh, Len Albrecht, who was a legend. He learned from Len Albrecht. This guy has uh, unlimited uh, knowledge and experience, and he's a, a proven. He's, he's proven he could do it. He's, he's championship material, you know. And there's always a, a counterpoint uh, when you say, "Oh, he won 11 championships." Uh, well, he had Michael Jordan, then he had uh, Shaquille and Kobe. Those teams and those players. Couldn't get over the hump until Phil Jackson got there. So it's, it's is it a coincidence that on two teams, he once Phil Jackson got hired, they became dynasties. And I I certainly see what you're saying because I've said this on the podcast before. When when the New York Knicks decided to bring in Phil Jackson, I was excited. 
I was thrilled to oh, have. Yeah, he, he, he was he was the savior. Once, exactly. once LeBron took his talents to Miami, he, Phil Jackson was the next best thing. He, he mm-hmm. came with eleven championships. And he came with the uh, the, the superstar, uh, you know, the sexy uh, status. And uh, that, listen, that that's what I think was the problem initially when he came to the Knicks and he, he agreed to uh, to become the president. Uh, I think the Knicks fans, the, the NBA, they had this uh, fantasy that he was going to uh, take over and come down and uh, coach. He was going to mold the Knicks uh, in a short time into uh, the next dynasty, which if, if people remember at his press conference, he didn't promise anything uh, that he said he, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to coach. He was uh, uh, elderly. Uh, he had physical problems. And of course, he probably didn't want to tarnish his record coaching uh, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also said, I remember, and people got upset. He goes, I'm here, but I'm not here to win championships. Meaning, uh, in, in the NBA, the way the system is set up is uh, to, to turn the franchise around, it takes, uh, on the average, of five to seven years. And that's if you get lucky with uh, getting good draft picks and your draft picks turning out to be okay. So his, his, his main thing, his main uh, objective coming to the Knicks was I, I, I'll quote him, I'll paraphrase, was he wanted to install a system that would make the Knicks a winning franchise, a championship franchise, even years after he left. Uh, uh, for example, like uh, the New England Patriots, uh, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. And, and uh, this system is, uh, once the system becomes uh, fully functional and running smooth, all you do is copy and paste pieces to your team. Uh, and that's what the triangle was all about. I know people, I know you guys don't like the triangle, right? Yeah, we're not fans of that. Well, I, I will say. We're not fans. I'm not fans. I, I, I'm not a fan, but I, I would say if they were going to run it, I would like them have been fully committed to it because I was so tired of hearing that, oh, we're going to run the triangle, and then they didn't. So if he was in hey. charge and he wants to run it, I wanted to see. Give it a full chance, just to show it doesn't work, or you know what, it did work. It's it was one of those things for me, and and Frank, I hear everything that you're saying, but you know, and I think a lot of Nick fans forget that. I think they're lying when they say they didn't want Phil Jackson years ago. That's a lie. Three years ago, when Phil Jackson was named the president of basketball operations, including myself, we were thrilled. We were getting that guy who had a championship pedigree, but. It didn't, and and for me and and Chip, I think you you'll agree. It didn't take long to see that it, it wasn't going to work. It, well, right off the bat, even it, some of the decisions yeah, that he made. I mean, trading I, Tyson Chandler was one of the early things yeah. that he did. That I, I, that think, I think the, the, the first the first uh, shooter dropped, and now, uh, people forget this. He his his his, co- his hiring of the coach, and who was his first hire as the coach? It wasn't Derek Fisher. He had Steve Kerr basically signed on the dotted line. Steve Kerr, this is the head coach of, of the two-time Golden State uh, Warriors. And at the last second, Steve Kerr, I think, looked at the rosters and said, whoa, wait a minute, am I crazy? And he made the, and, and now, uh, don't you think Steve Kerr made the best decision of his life? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean yeah, that, that was and, a stacked team. Right, right. I'm saying so. 
that was Phil Jackson's. Uh, that, was, that was his first. That, that, that's what lit the fuse. That I think he, he maybe the Knicks never recovered from, uh, or, or maybe uh, led to a domino effect. But even if that's Steve the Kerr, case, he didn't get Steve Kerr. That's what it comes down to. Even even if he had some kind of deal in place, he still let him go off to Golden State. So in a way, well, that's... no, no, no. Steve Steve Kerr bolted uh, at the at the at the at the stroke of midnight at the last second. He he he, he changed his mind. No, I don't think it was ever that. I don't think it was ever that close. Yeah. Oh, I re- I remember. Listen, I remember. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I remember that. It, it was confirmed. It was never that close. Yeah, you could go 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 online and look at it. It, it was. Uh, uh, news stations and outlets were reporting that Steve Kerr was set to uh, uh, is expected to sign with the Knicks, and then it just, and then out of out of the blue, he just uh, he, he bolted. And uh, I don't think that was, it wasn't because of Phil Jackson. I think it was because, and I, I we'll get to this. Uh, I think it was because of Carmelo Anthony and just the makeup of uh, the Knicks. I think that's what he looked at. Uh, don't you think? I, don't you think it had more to do with the fact that the Warriors? Had a much better roster than Carmelo. Oh, of course, yes, yes, uh, uh, yeah. of course. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he looked and he really realized. Uh, he saw. He says the Golden State Warriors ready to win. The Knicks. I don't know. Even though he, the only reason why he even uh, weighed the option of the Knicks was because of Phil Jackson. Because uh, as you know, Steve Kerr was on those uh, uh, was on those Bulls teams on uh, the second three P team that that won. So. That was the first time. I agree with you. Frank, I agree with you that that was the first time because I think it sent a bad message to people that one of Phil Jackson's guys would turn him down for a coaching job. Yeah, well, or at least bolted and changed his mind at the last second. But listen, we can't fault Steve Kerr for that. He made the average. But then uh, the domino. He went to the Right, the domino effect. Of, of, of the ramifications yeah. of Steve Kerr. What happened? That we had he had uh, uh, Phil Jackson was uh, he had no uh, you know he he was blindsided and uh, he had to go and hire uh, his second choice, which was a, probably a, a, a distant choice, was in Derek Fisher. And and now as we know, Derek Fisher uh, he was overwhelmed as coach. Forget the triangle. Uh, he he knew he know, he understood the triangle. He just was overwhelmed coaching. Uh, the team from the bench, and uh, once those losses started mounting, uh, it was a little too bit, too too much for them. And of course, we know the fiasco with uh, his off the court uh, issues with uh, dating uh, Matt Barnes's ex ex wife, and it later was revealed he had uh, a tendency to date ex girlfriends of NBA players. So that that was a disaster. Yeah. But- well, Frank, let me Derek let me ask Fisher you. Wasn't ready to coach. Derek Fisher wasn't ready to coach. No, he wasn't. Not right off the floor. What? That was a terrible decision. That that's one of the yeah. idiotic decisions. Yes, even if he had Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr bolted, whatever. There were other options, I believe, that were available that could have came in and coached this triangle system that he wanted. Okay, okay, and, and that's a good segue. This is this is Skull Jackson's other. Uh, I, I wouldn't say maybe mistake. Uh, uh, maybe uh, his, he was very hopeful. He hired Fisher so he could mold him. You know, he's, he was a young coach, uh, a rookie coach. He could mold him under the system. Remember, throughout this podcast, remember what we first talked about, the press conference. Phil Jackson wanted to install a system, 
uh, a, a, win, a championship. And Derek Fisher, he would mold him. And uh, I think Phil Jackson's second fatal error was he actually had faith initially in Carmelo Anthony. Phil Jackson, uh, either foolishly, uh, mistakenly thought, or he uh, hoped that with his knowledge, he could he could make Carmelo Anthony uh, take the next step to greatness. And he said that, you know, maybe with his knowledge and his uh, psychology, he helped Carmelo Anthony. And that didn't work out because Carmelo Anthony is uh, all about Carmelo Anthony. Well, at the same time, I mean, I, I think Carmelo Anthony isn't the innocent one here. I, I think that's safe to say. I think plenty of the blame can fall on Carmelo Anthony as well. But I as think it should, as it should. Is, it is should. he not the franchise player? Is he not the franchise player? He is. Is he not the? Is he, is he getting paid uh, uh, superstar money, max contract, no trade clause? He is. So he, 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 when you are the franchise player of a team, of a city, you shoulder the, uh, the blame for everything that goes wrong and you get credit for whatever. And, and Frank, that's, that's, that, yeah, but when you're the highest, when you're the highest paid general manager in NBA history, you should be shouldering blame too. Mm-hmm. And he did. He's not on the team anymore, is he? Listen, uh, I don't know if he you guys feel like shouldering any blame when he was there. If you guys remember, uh, in the 80s and 90s, uh, Patrick Ewing, who was the, the franchise, the face of the Knicks, he had to do it all alone. He carried the Knicks for, for, for 15 years on his back. He never played with a real all-star. And uh, every year, he would go deep in the, uh, the playoffs. Uh, he would give the mighty Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls a run for their money, the toughest challenge, uh, as admitted by Jordan. And Patrick Ewan would get spit-roasted every week, every month, every year for not delivering the championship. Uh, so Carmelo Anthony should get the same treatment. If you want, you, you can't have it two ways. Uh, Phil, uh, let me tell you this. This is another thing. Uh, Phil Jackson isn't on the court uh, playing defense, which is my biggest problem with Carmelo Anthony. He does not play defense. He pretends to play defense. He doesn't play defense. Well, Frank, Frank, we 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 have talked about Carmelo Anthony putting or, or putting some blame on him because there, there's certainly blame on Carmelo Anthony. There is. That's yeah. why we we talk that it is best. Do is defend Carmelo Anthony. Exactly. Yeah, we think the best thing for Carmelo Anthony is to leave. But Frank, if we talked about this before, who would you blame more for it? Is it Carmelo Anthony or Phil Jackson? Who really? Who would you blame? Do you blame? Oh, well, let's 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 look at the resumes. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, who is a, a, a perceived uh, superstar NBA superstar player, what has he done? He hasn't done nothing. Uh, oh, and he, oh, he made the playoffs eight years in a row. Yeah, when he got bounced out in the first round, anybody could do that. Uh, what has he done? His track record. He's he's a, he's a, he's a, a disgruntled employee. He's a, he always. Uh, uh, Exhibits counterproductive behavior. Uh, what happened with Mike D'Antoni? Was this system outdated and flawed in 2011? You remember that? Mike D'Antoni had to quit because of Carmelo Anthony. Remember Jeremy Lin? That was actually, that was actually my biggest. My, I, I'm a Carmelo Anthony fan, but I had a huge problem that he pushed out D'Antoni yeah. and Jefferson. Even mm-hmm. I had a yeah. Oh, oh you, oh, you mean the 2016-17 uh, NBA Head Coach of the Year? Head coach of the Rockets, who are uh, 
the, the best team now in the Western Conference with the addition of uh, Chris Paul. Uh, I wouldn't but say they're the best in team. But defense, D'Antoni apparently is willing to bring him back. So that does speak to how good Carmelo Anthony is. Mm-hmm. He, wants to, he wants to bring back Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, sure. He wants, uh, Mike D'Antoni wants some more firepower in his team. He's not stupid. Uh, and, and, but, but here's the thing. That, that's what I mean. What, what about the Denver Nuggets? Was George Carl uh, uh, a bad head coach? And he uh, became one. He became one. He beca- oh, yes, he, he did. Yeah, yeah, he became yeah, one. George Carl was overrated. Yeah, he, well, he, he, he's, he won everywhere he went. Uh, maybe at the end, he, he probably got uh, tired of uh, coaching. He had a little patience. I, I think, uh, I think. What about. Go ahead. You can go what, ahead. What about. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and then, oh, uh, then, oh, we, uh, he can't play with Amari Stoudemire. He can't play with Amari Stoudemire. He can't play with Jeremy Lin. Uh, uh, Amari was healthy. Amari was healthy for like one season. Mm-hmm. I know, but the, 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 you always heard they couldn't play together. Oh, they were a bad fit together. They couldn't play on the, on the floor together. They had to, they played the same style of, uh, basketball. And uh, then Amari went on the bench, uh, in 2012. I think, they, though, uh, they, out of all of this, though, if, to me, Kamal Anthony, like I said, does get blame. But Phil Jackson, I mean, I think this should end it, really. He had a worse winning percentage than Isaiah Thomas as a general manager. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's, he failed. He failed. Simple as that. He, he made terrible decisions. He, he I, I mean, go, we can go through a list of some of the idiotic things. Frank, let me ask you this. When the Knicks were falling apart by, right after Christmas, right around that time, they started going downhill. Did you have did, a problem of never hearing anything from Phil Jackson? Where did he go? Where did he go? What's, what, what, was, what's, what was the biggest problem for the Knicks? Their defense. Yes. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony doesn't play defense. Derrick Rose pretends to play defense. Yes. Yakim uh, uh, traded for Derrick Rose. Yes, he Listen. traded for Derrick Rose. He brought him in, yes. He he paid Joaquin Noah seventy two million dollars, a guy that's not worth seventy two million dollars anymore. Well, 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 we'll, we'll see. It, he, 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 that was his first year back from his contract. Uh, he he was injured in the two thousand fifteen sixteen season. Uh, yeah, He's yeah, been he, injured he all his career, basically. Oh, he was he was there, he was he was he was a defensive beast in Chicago in the, in the early five years ago, was, three years when ago maybe. He was healthy in his prime. He was amazing, but his okay. prime is long. And, and, and oh, look, oh, oh. look, I don't I don't oh. blame Phil for bringing in Joakim Noah because again he was trying to find a guy that fits a triangle. Joakim but Noah does fit the triangle, but seventy two million dollars. I don't think there is a team in the league. That would have gave Joakim Noah seventy-two million dollars. I don't think it would have happened. All right. Uh, okay. I was, maybe he over, he overpaid him, but uh, you know, at that moment, he, uh, Phil Jackson uh, had to sign players. And let's not forget uh, another thing. Another foolish. You want to blame Phil Jackson? Foolish think He uh, he's openly uh, proclaimed that Carmelo Anthony would be part of the decision-making process. Uh, did Carmelo Anthony have uh, maybe? Uh, a say in these in, in these signings. He, he, I'm sure Phil Jackson went to him for input. Uh, he always said in the press he he uh, used Carmelo Anthony's input. So, uh, well, okay, well, listen, y'all can know. Okay, but the, we're getting off the track here. It's the defense. The team plays no defense. But he could have uh, gotten defensive-minded players. He could have made a move. He kept yeah, Sasha Vujacic yeah, on his bench. Cut him. 
He could have got Lance Stevenson. Guy, defensive-minded guys were available in the free agent. Maybe not superstars, but guys that could play better defense, and he didn't do it. Two point guards in Rose and Jennings. Yeah. Yeah, Jennings was only a year. Jennings only was only a year, I believe. And uh, he, he signed Courtney Lee, who, who, was, who is a defense. That was a good signing. That was a good signing. I'll give but, Phil there. I like Courtney Lee. That was, okay. He gets credit was there. Probably his best move. Yes. Listen, we, 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 we could debate. might have been his best move. You know, we could debate the signings and of who's good, who's not. Uh, you don't need talent to play defense. You need uh, commitment. Uh, you need to you need to work hard, and you need to play defense on every play. Uh, again, I'll go back to the nineties uh, when Pat, the Pat Riley days, when the Knicks were the best defensive team. Uh, they didn't have the most talented plays. John Stocks, uh, he 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 was bagging groceries in. Uh, Months before he came on the Knicks, he signed a, a, a D League player in Anthony Mason, who became a defensive beast. It's mindset. You have to have a mindset to play defense. Uh, look at Kyle Quinn. He is talented. He he plays defense. Uh, but this, and, and this is my whole my whole point of this is it comes from Carmelo Anthony. It's a mindset. Uh, the players on the team, you know, they they all uh, submit to him. Because he, he's a powerful presence. Basically, Carmelo Anthony is not playing defense. Uh, you know, they're not going to play defense. Exactly. It just circles down. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Frank, that's, I, that's I wrote. The I wrote an article in, in back in probably February saying just that, that that Carmelo Anthony needs to be a better leader on the floor. Has to pick up his defense intensity, and that yeah. becomes contagious. That that is. Uh, I can't agree with you more. But uh, other things. Other things I noticed. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll make a quick point. He, Carmelo Anthony doesn't compete uh, hard in every play. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't compete uh, hard every game, especially when he's having an off night uh, shooting wise. He doesn't even play. He, you could see it in his face. He's not even into the game. Uh, it's, he, I, 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 agree, I agree with everything a lot of you're saying about Carmelo Anthony. But at the end of the day, Phil Jackson was the guy that made a lot of these trades. To bring in these players, Phil Jackson it didn't work. Him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, Phil Jackson gave him that no trade clause. Yeah, yeah. Phil Jackson. Yes, exactly. To make it a nightmare to get rid of him. And bottom line is, really, if you want to talk about who to blame, we all know the real person to blame is that not even. I wouldn't even say fully Phil Jackson, the owner, James Dolan, is really the yeah. one that the everybody should be pointing the most blame at. And if this. You, this Yes, yes, and, and this ties into the real reason uh, of uh, the, the real peeling back the curtain behind the Phil Jackson saga. Even though James Dolan swore he wouldn't interfere with Phil Jackson, yeah. and he probably didn't until the end. When James Dolan, James Dolan really doesn't care about the Knicks winning, he doesn't care about the championship. You're right. He doesn't care about. He's making player. money. You're right. He all he cares about is that MSG is uh-huh. sold out forty-one nights a year. Yep. And that's, that's and, he, and 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 James Dolan all he cares about is collecting uh, as, uh, additional revenue. He doesn't care. So th- the reason why I believe Phil Jackson uh, was pressured, or maybe he perceived the pressure of sign, re-signing Carmelo Anthony, and this was 2014. He didn't. They, he was unrestricted. He didn't have. They didn't have to sign him. Mm-hmm. It, uh, but what would have happened if Carmelo Anthony, if, if Phil Jackson signed Carmelo Anthony? Uh, the backlash. They would have. They would have uh, finished with the worst record in the league. It went there without him, uh, and uh, MSG would have uh, started uh, uh, losing money. 
there wouldn't have been any sellouts. And uh, that's where it all comes down to. Uh, Carmelo Anthony uh, sells out the, uh, sells tickets, and uh, <laughs> and that, that that's that's really the, the problem. Uh, Phil Jackson should have never ever resigned Carmelo Anthony. But in, in New York, you can't you can't uh, rebuild because the, the fans don't allow it, the media doesn't allow it, and uh, and and here we are. 2017, July 4th. Okay, well, really quick, Chip, because we're all running a little short in time for this segment, but I want to get your perspective on it. When Phil Jackson was it was announced that he would no longer be the president of basketball operation, what was your reaction? I, I got to know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was happy about it, but my first reaction was this is such a Knicks way to do it because – it was more specifically a Jim Dolan way to do it because right move, but such a bad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after the draft, they let him draft his own guy. Yep. And then they fired him. And right about and right before free agency was supposed to start too. So now there's not going to be a basketball guy in charge of free agency. And as we're seeing right now, where they're not able to sign free agents. Mm-hmm. That's costing them. Yep. Not that I think Phil would have uh, been able to bring in like George Hill or something, but I, I it's costing them right now. Guys don't want to sign there. Uh, not that people would have wanted to sign there. Phil was there. He people didn't want to go there. But it's definitely. Well, I think they should have fired him before the draft, and mm-hmm. they should not. And you know, I, I do like Frank. But as we talked about at length, Matt, you like Dennis Smith. I liked Malik Monk. And I think uh, Jeff Hornacek should have had the opportunity to draft the guy that he preferred. Exactly. And Bill should not have had the opportunity to draft the guy that he preferred. And, Especially if Jeff isn't going to run any triangle at all. Exactly. And, Frank, I'm going to ask you now to give – your reaction to when you found out Phil Jackson was fired. What, I, I, I know you're not thrilled about it, obviously. No, no, uh, very, yeah, very quickly. Uh, obviously, it wasn't. It wasn't because of. Uh, it wasn't related to uh, basketball. It was related to. Uh, again, we go back. James Dolan and, and money finance. Uh, if you if we recall, uh, weeks, maybe days prior to Phil Jackson parting ways, we started hearing. Now uh, the the Anthony trade rumors turned into Anthony buyout rumors, mm-hmm. and uh, James Dolan did the math. It would have cost him fifty five million. Uh, to buy out Carmelo Anthony, plus uh, the re- uh, the, uh, the additional revenue of uh, merchandise and selling out tickets, and it only cost him twenty four million to buy out Phil Jackson. Uh, that's what it came down to. That's basically what it came down to. Uh, the, you know, it, it became such. A, I think Phil Jackson. I think Phil Jackson gave James Dolan ultimatum: uh, uh, either Anthony goes or he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that, and it came down to me. Yep. Which uh, you know. And, and Chip, I'm kind of with you. I saw the breaking news on the bottom of my screen that Phil Jackson is out of town. Was why didn't this happen a year and a half ago? And why? Or shoot, a week ago would have been nice because I I'm not sold that Frank Nealakina would have been the pick for the New York Knicks if uh, Phil Jackson was not the one picking. So to let him pick the guy that he wanted makes absolutely no sense. And like you said, 
It's the exact thing the New York Knicks would do. It's the timing of it made no sense. Uh, it, it Look, we, we heard the rumors of the buyout before the draft happened. So if it was this much of a problem, then why did it why did it take that long? It should have been done right then and there the first day that that was reported. It carried on. Well, it, it's not so easy, you know. It's, it's, it, it's uh, again, we're talking about... We're talking about fifty-five million dollars. It's not our money, you know. It's, I, it's not fifty-five, half fifty-five million dollars. You know, it's it's James Dolan's money. And uh, again, like I said, it, it, James Dolan simply did uh, uh, the math: uh, fifty-five, uh, uh, fifty-five million plus uh, merchandise and tickets mm-hmm. compared to twenty-four million dollars. He just saved about forty million dollars. <laughs> yep, and I think the bottom line is we kind of talked about, and, and this is going to wrap up the segment, but we kind of talked about. If Phil Jackson should get the blame that he did while he was in New York. Frank, I know how you feel. You make great points about Carmelo Anthony. And me and Chip agree with you oh, to an extent. And, 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 and here's the cherry on top. Uh, now that Phil Jackson's gone, now we're hearing rumors that Carmelo Anthony's going to waive his no trade clause. Mm-hmm. He wants out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I, me and Chip but, have, but, have put blame on Carmelo Anthony. But at oh, the but bottom. Phil Jackson suggested it. The bottom line, though, the bottom line is when you have the worst, you have a worse winning percentage than Isaiah Thomas. I don't put all the blame on Carmelo Anthony there. Phil Jackson made a lot of yeah, idiotic it, it, decisions, it, 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 idiotic signings, idiotic trades. He, yeah, but it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't correlate to how good a bet he is. He, he inherited a mess. He inherited, he inherited a mess. He did. But he came in a year after the Knicks were, were a playoff team. The Knicks had pieces there. Why he traded Tyson Chandler yeah. is beyond me. To bring in Samuel Dalibert and, and Jose Calderon, that doesn't make sense. That does wait, wait not. Wait a second. What, what, did, what did Tyson Chandler do in Dallas? Tyson Chandler helped them win a championship. Tyson Chandler won a championship. Are, are you talking after the trade? After the trade? But yeah, yeah. You're talking after nothing. the trade. He's, he's, he's Look, he was, Tyson he Chandler is still up. a very productive basketball player. Still, but he was washed up. He had a big. No, he is not washed up. He is not washed up. I, I mean, right yeah, now. He, 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 not no, much. no, that was a and and you talk about the weakness on defense. Really, really good defense. Player. He was the heart and soul oh, of our defense. The heart yeah, and soul of our defense, and got rid of it what, for years. We saw. I'm I'm sorry. I Knicks, just think we were, Frank. We were just talking about the Knicks defense. We've still been looking for a defensive player mm-hmm. as good as Tyson. Yeah, but I'm saying, what the, but, but uh, Chandler was, was over 30. He was making a lot of money. He was uh, starting to get uh, – his health was starting to decline. And Phil Jackson got rid of him to make salary cap room. you got you got to make salary cap room. You, you, but then you what did he do with it? Spent on, which he spent on who? Yeah, exactly. Who did he bring in? Nobody. Listen, uh, okay, uh, maybe this is your, your next segment. Uh uh, we talked about the NBA system and free agency. It, it's it's not a quick fix. I, I told you, if it's everything not, goes but, good. But here's you know, the thing. I, I think I think Phil Jackson, no question, you can't argue, was an outstanding coach. Had an unbelievable career as a coach. I don't like you said. People he, make he the may, excuses of he had superstars. It's not easy to coach he, he superstars. May, he, he may be the best. He may be the best. Coach he, can, he had he had a tremendous NBA. success, but just because you are an outstanding coach does not make you qualified to be a general manager. And that's what I learned about Phil Jackson. Ooh. He, well, yeah, well, they, it, it, like I said, he, uh, people, every, your hands are tied. Your hands are tied as an executive in the NBA. Uh, you have salary cap. Uh, you might not get uh, 
your, your draft picks might turn out to be busts. You know, who, who, who in the NBA today can we say is a, is a good executive, great, great executive, besides Pat Riley and Danny Ainge? Well, I mean, but uh, that's, that's in Golden State, Daryl Morey in Houston, uh, Sam Presti in Oklahoma City. But that's kind of um, even. Uh, I think off the top of my head. But, but that's Antonio Jersey Buford. Uh, no, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, but that's kind of irrelevant because it doesn't matter who the good exec. The point is, Phil Jackson failed. You know, it's he failed. He did not do his job. He didn't put the Knicks in a better position. He put us in a in a terrible position, just like Isaiah Thomas. Well, I, and he did worse than Isaiah Thomas. He did worse. Nah, I, I never I thought wait. I would have seen that happen. Never ever in my wildest dreams I would have saw somebody come in and fail worse than <laughs> Isaiah Thomas because that's what Phil Jackson accomplished. By the end of it, he was worse than Isaiah Thomas. Think about it. When we come back, we're going to talk about possible replacements for Phil Jackson. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me on Twitter at at Chipper Murphy. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Now that we got that Phil Jackson talk out of the way, and now that he's out of the way, there is a position that can be filled by the New York Knicks. Yes, they can stick with uh, Steve Mills, but I don't think that is the case, and that's not what the the reports are saying. They're shopping for a replacement for Phil Jackson. So, Chip, I'm going to start with you. There's been tons of names thrown out for the possible replacement for Phil Jackson. Who do you think or who would you like to see the Knicks bring in and, and replace Phil Jackson to fill that role? Well, I'd like them to go with David Griffin, and I think they're interested. Uh, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN already tweeted out uh, that they had a phone interview with him, and he's expected to interview with them in person, too. So, and David Griffin went to the NBA Finals three years in a row, running the Cavs. Uh, The fact that LeBron has a high opinion of him, as does Get that entire team uh, means a lot. You know, those guys weren't exactly happy when he, he left, when that owner there just let him walk away, and that team's kind of in disarray now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he's, I think enough of the celebrity high profile hires to be executives. I think you just go get like a low profile guy who isn't going to be in the spotlight, a grinder who's been around a while. Griffin's been in the league for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he's worked with uh, difficult owners before. He worked in Phoenix with Robert Sarver, and then he just worked in Cleveland with Dan Gilbert. So he's used to uh, working with a guy like Jim Dolan. I think he'll be a good fit. And, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer to bring him in. And uh, I know Masai Ujiri has been talked about, but I think... And he's great, but I think giving up a first-round pick for a general mm-hmm. manager is too much for a team that has a long way to go and yeah. rebuilding. Yeah. And, and, Frank, I'm going to ask you the same question of all the guys you, you've been hearing for the Knicks. Who do you think would be the best fit or, or the right man for the job? 
Well, we, we all know that uh, LeBron was the real GM of Cleveland. <laughs> he made all the he did he, he made all those choices. It was his it was his uh, choice to trade Wiggins for Kevin Love. It was his input that brought Shumpert and Smith. Uh, he lobbied hard to resign Tristan Thompson. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I don't, I'm not really interested in Griffin. Uh, actually, I think the Knicks should stand pat right now uh, and maybe uh, make Steve Moles the interim president because uh, if you if you bring in the, uh, just the, the next person, uh, the outside the next outside uh, person you hire to run your organization, you know they may they may. Uh, uh, he, he may undo everything uh, that's that's been done already. You know, uh, I think at least until Carmelo, the Carmelo Anthony situation resolves itself, until Carmelo Anthony is gone from the Knicks and all the all the all the uh, all the death settles, I think the Knicks should stand pat and maybe just keep Steve Mills as the interim president. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of people that but think that I, I've seen that that many are not willing to probably. Uh, bring in somebody else, and, and I've I've seen many reports of that, or maybe not reports, but people uh, discussing this matter, saying that they probably should just stick with Steve Mills. So uh, that that is a possibility. I'm with the David Griffin. I, I really am because I think he, like you said, Chip, has been in this league for 20 years. He's obviously a respectable name. And has had success, you know. Yes, Frank LeBron James is a huge influence on the Cavaliers roster. I mean, I make the joke of it all the time that LeBron James could the Knicks hire LeBron to be the president. <laughs> you know, I make the joke all the time that LeBron James is MVP of the league, executive of the year, coach of the year, all that. You know, because it is true, he has such if a big LeBron influence. LeBron James was the general manager. Wouldn't they have Paul George or Jimmy Butler right now? I, I don't think so, Chip. I really think LeBron's checking out of Cleveland. I know we're getting a little off topic with that, so I don't want to get like into a discussion. I think LeBron doesn't care. He'll settle with this team that he has, and he's gone. I don't see LeBron being back with the Cavaliers after next season. So I agree. I, I think you know. I, I honestly no, think LeBron news. is not pushing breaking for anything. News. I, I just don't. But breaking news, guys: Gordon Hayward to the Celtics. Bro- okay, yeah, we saw reports earlier that, and I'm not shocked by that. I figured we would see Gordon Hayward signing with the Celtics, and we'll, we'll get into free agency actually in the next segment. Um, but that's big for the Celtics. That's a good pickup. Uh, they, they could possibly compete with Cleveland. The East is weak. Oh, it's, it's just going to be those teams. That's going to be interesting. They my pick. They my pick to be thrown Cleveland. They can. I, I really think they can. Uh, I know right now people don't respect. I shouldn't say not respect, but a lot of people have the mindset that, look, until somebody beats Cleveland, Cleveland's still the best. But I think, especially what I just said, LeBron James is not going to be there after next year. It might just all fall apart. Cleveland could lose to the Boston Celtics. But I want to get back on to the the Griffin uh, point that I'm making is I think he has the respect of the league um, being around for 20 years. And, again, he's available. You know, these other names like Pressy or uh, the guy from Toronto, um, uh, Yerjiri, or what, what Yerjiri? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, I wouldn't want to give up a first-round pick right now. No, I, I don't think the I, Knicks I, can I, afford I, that. They need every pick they can question. get. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's yeah. smart. I think the, the best thing to do right now is to bring in a guy like Griffin. That's what I would do. 
if they choose, if they just don't get anybody and, and they stick with Mills, I'll be fine with it for right now. If I'm yeah. being honest, I really uh, yeah, would. I, I, like I said, I think I think they should just stand pat until. Uh, the Kamel uh, situation was on. Or until somebody, you know, that you absolutely want becomes available. Um, yes, yes. You know, I can see that. I don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to rush into this decision. And um, I know. But I think, I think, I, I think the Knicks should have, uh, should be looking uh, two steps down the road. And uh, I think they should have uh, Doc Rivers from the LA Clippers, uh, But here, that's funny you just said that because my next point that I was going to, I was going to say if I'm the Knicks, I'm staying away from coaches or or former players to come in and run the organization. I would rather have Mills. Yeah. I would rather have You know, and and (laughs) one of the names I was going to throw at you guys, because I I know how I would still say no, but I just found it intriguing when I saw his name kind of pop up. Uh, uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Has been mentioned a possibility. Oh God! What, what do you guys he's think about that? He, he, he's not coming to the next. No, season. no, no. But he, he, he's for Dolan. Yeah, for Dolan. No, and they got to be very happy on on ABC. Yeah, ABC. yeah. And again, like I just said, I don't want another coach or a former player to come in. I'd rather get a guy that that's ran organizations before. So, uh, yeah. Right now, if they decide to go with Griffin. Fine. I, I would like that. I would be happy with that. But like Frank said, if they decide to stick with Mills and, and make sure they're getting the right guy, I'm okay with that too. I really am. So we're going to wrap up this segment. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the lack of really the lack of news coming the next way to, uh, with free agency and talk a little bit about their summer league team and how they're doing in Orlando, which, uh, by the way, not very good. But we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, we'll be back right after this break. Hello, everybody. Mac is still the co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and contributor to Elite Sports New York. You can follow me at Twitter at MattyDiesel15 to get my latest articles, videos, and podcasts. Make sure to follow Elite Sports New York's Twitter as well at Elite Sports NY and the rest of Elite Sports New York social media pages to stay up to date to all the New York sport news. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Nick State of Mind podcast. Now the way we're going to wrap up this show is talk about the Knicks offseason with dealing with free agency and really nothing, no news really coming from the Knicks which a little disappointing at this point. I mean, we, we've heard some rumors about the Knicks trading for Ricky Rubio. Well, that didn't work out because he's on his way to Utah. Um, you know, George Hill, he just signed with the Kings. Um, different guys that the Knicks have targeting Jeff Teague with the Timberwolves. It, it just seems like everybody the Knicks had on their radar has moved on. The Knicks weren't able to bring anybody in, uh, even Justin Holiday. They just didn't even make an offer to him. They just let him go to Chicago or back to Chicago. That was a little disappointing. So it's been a very lack of offseason for the Knicks. And Chip, I'm going to start with you and kind of ask you, are you a little frustrated maybe with what the Knicks are doing this offseason? They're not really looking to bring anybody in and improve the team. Yeah, I'm a little frustrated that they haven't signed anybody yet, but they can always, you know, I didn't expect any big moves because they did mm-hmm. fire Phil Jackson and 
I'm not really sure what the plan is right now. Uh, I think the first, but there, there was a report that came out that they were more focused on free agency than uh, hiring a new president. So if they were more focused on free agency, why haven't they signed a free agent? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense. But, yeah, teams don't really know. Teams didn't want to go to New York, or free agents didn't want to go to New York before they fired their uh, president. And now the state of the franchise is up in arms. So now everybody doesn't know who's running the team. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you guys saw, but Jeff Hornacek had a quote the other day at Summer League when he said, I don't even know how much money we have in our salary cap. <laughs> so obviously he isn't very involved in front office matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that I, I'm definitely frustrated that I haven't signed anybody yet, but I didn't really expect them to sign any star players. Yeah. So that hasn't made a difference. Um I think they'll probably sign, maybe they'll go after Rajon Rondo. Although the last thing I read from Ian Begley said that they weren't really interested in him. They hadn't really talked to him. I think it's, look, I, if they bring back Derek Rose, I'll be very upset. I'll be very upset. And it's, their point guard options are dwindling. And it's looking more and more like that's going to happen. So, because Rondo is talking to the Lakers and he's talking to the Clippers. And I think both of those teams are more appealing to him than the Knicks. So it's down to Derrick Rose, and I'm reading that they're talking to Shelvin Mack, mm. who's a career backup. So if he's yeah. going to start, uh, or maybe maybe they'd start Ron Baker over him. Jeff want to check well as Ron Baker. But uh, rota- a point guard rotation of Ron Baker, Shelvin Mack, and Frank, who probably is not ready to play significant minutes yet from everything you hear, uh, is not very encouraging. I That means they're going to lose a lot of games next year. So, yeah. And, Chip, let me ask you, are you surprised that the Knicks didn't make any offers to Justin Holiday? They just let him walk. I'm definitely surprised they just let him walk, especially because the number he signed for was so low. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not – I mean, I was a little upset at first, but I, I get – he's not like – they said they were going young or a report came out that they were going young. And he is 28, not like he's a kid. So I understand that they let him walk, but to not make him an offer at all, and now you haven't signed anyone to replace him, like uh, Ben McLemore went to the Grizzlies around the same time as Justin Holiday did. If you're going young, Ben McLemore would have been a nice guy to uh, sign to replace Justin Holiday, you know he's 24 years old, uh, former first round pick. He's a nice risk, but uh, you know if they sign a guy to replace Justin Holiday, who I won't really have a problem with it. And also, I guess they're really high on their second round pick, Damian Dotson. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they think he can be just as good as Holiday, maybe even better. I don't know. He looks good in the summer league, but he's playing against summer league players, so you never know. Yeah, and, and let me ask you one more question. Um, I, I haven't heard anything about waiters, and I know with Hayward signing with the Celtics, Miami's going to go after him hard. They're going to try to bring him back. Um, but do you think yeah, possibly yeah. he can be an option for the Knicks? Do you think that they they 
should start trying to call him in because the Knicks need more depth. They need talented players. So do you think that's a possibility that the Knicks well, talk to, to waiters? Well, uh, Ramona Shelburne tweeted out like an hour ago or something that uh, the Knicks are still speaking with the young waiters. Mm-hmm. You know, he met, he's meeting with uh, the Lakers tomorrow, and uh, the new GM of the Lakers, that Palenka guy, used to be Dion Waiters' agent before uh, he took over as general manager. So I think the Lakers and the Heat are probably going to be preferred over the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But I think the Knicks are probably pretty interested in Dion Waiters. Yeah. And Frank, I'm going to ask you: Are you are you a little frustrated with what the Knicks are doing? They they're I understand in a rebuild mode, and they're not in a complete rebuild mode yet because I still have Carmelo Anthony. But with the lack of activity by the Knicks so far in this offseason, is that concerning to you? No, it's expected because again, and I don't mean to keep uh, bringing his name up. Uh, Carmelo Anthony uh, is holding up. Uh, is holding the Knicks franchise hostage uh, until they tra- they're gonna they're gonna trade him uh, or buy him out, and uh, that they they can't really make any significant moves until he gets resolved. You know, uh, not not to mention clearing his his, his uh, salary. Uh, and, and but besides that, uh, right now there isn't anyone out there who who really is going to make a significant difference on the Knicks. You, you don't want to. You're not going to sign uh, anybody out there to a, a long-term contract. Uh, so I, I think the Knicks right now they're just standing pat. Uh, we don't know behind the scenes what's going on with the Carmelo Anthony situation. If they're working on a deal, maybe they're working. On, maybe right now, as we speak, they're working on a uh, to complete a trade with him uh, mm-hmm. that might involve three or four teams. I mean, uh, maybe in the next few weeks we might hear about the, the blockbuster trade. Uh, with Carmelo Anthony involving two, three teams, maybe four teams. Who knows? Uh, it's going to have to be a creative trade. So I think uh, right now uh, there's nobody out there. Uh, you know, don't panic. The Knicks, there's nobody out there being signed that's going to make a difference. Uh, the Knicks really can't commit to anyone uh, long term because they're, they're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. So uh, just right now, I think until, like I said, until uh, the Carmelo Anthony situation gets resolved, uh, we we uh, we can't. Uh, the picture won't be clear. Will be clear once he's gone, and then they can make the players they inherit from the trade. They can package them and trade for their needs. You know, maybe they could go out and trade for a point guard. Uh, but right now, I just think the Knicks are in a bind. And uh, again, this is why I think Phil Jackson uh, opted out of New York. Uh, he probably said that uh, it's Carmelo Anthony or me because Phil Jackson understood that uh, as long as Carmelo Anthony was on the Knicks with his big contract and his diminishing skills that uh, these problems would arise. And for me, the what I wanted the Knicks to do, and we talked about this last week, about finding another point guard because I don't think Frank Nielakina is ready to start right away. So what I've been looking no, for... No, he, 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 he's at least two, three years away. From exactly. Him. You know, the... the People that he's say 19. He's, he's only nineteen. He's nineteen years old. Yeah, and the the people that say the potential is two three years away, but he's a starter right now. I don't just I don't see how that 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 makes any sense. If you're yeah, if we're going to talk about uh, Little Aquino, uh, he's a point guard and uh, and he's still growing. He, he's six five, six six. He's still growing. He's going to be a, a swing man. 
where he could play point and uh, the one and the two. Mm-hmm. He could probably, uh, he's definitely going to be able to defend the, the one and the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still going. Uh, point guards, uh, historically in the NBA, take a while to, uh, to develop. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 besides, uh, if your name is Magic Johnson, then, uh, you, it'll take a while. I remember Jason Kidd took three years, at least three, four years before he really started, uh, uh, showing signs of brilliance. Uh, it's, uh, point guards, uh, need t- time to develop their shot. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's the general, he's the, he's the general on the floor. It takes a while. Yeah. Uh, he has, he has, he, he is athletic. He is very athletic. I saw highlights of him. He is athletic and he's still growing. Yep. Uh, and he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to probably wind up being a six, seven point guard. And, uh, he's what, he's what you call in the NBA. He's very long. And yep. He took every, he compared about his wingspan. And that's what, that's what you need. That's what championship teams need. They need long players that could cover ground. Uh, but yeah. It, uh, listen, if you're a Knicks fan, just uh, just bite you. You have to bite you, bite your lip. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. That's what rebuilding is, and uh, hopefully uh, the moves that the Knicks do make eventually will uh, uh, be be productive in the future. And I I think like we we said, and Frank, you you're uh, making great points um, that. He's not ready right now, and that's why I think another guard is needed. And this is kind of what I talked about last week. I, I saw the Knicks doing exactly what's happening right now. Other point guards are just passing on them, going to other teams. And, Chip, I know this this is not what you want to hear, but I really still do think the Knicks are just going to settle for Derrick Rose because they they need well, a starting guard. I, 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 yeah, I actually heard Derrick Rose is, is uh, talking to Milwaukee. Yeah, I've heard that too. And yeah, he met with them. Yeah, he did. I don't want Derrick Rose here. He's, he's a bum. He's a bum. He's, 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 a, he's a, even a bigger, bigger bum than Carmelo Anthony. He's another guy who doesn't play defense. Uh, he needs the ball in his hands all the time. And uh, I, I, I still, uh, everybody forgot last year when he, he showed, he, he went uh, MIA uh, yeah. for one game, which, which I think, which I, I have a strong uh, feeling it was because he fell asleep. But yeah, he he he's garbage, and he he he's he's gonna break down again before you know it. He, he ended the season with surgery. I think Derrick Rose should get the hell, uh, should stay as far away from the as possible. Yeah, and I I think the only reason why they would settle with Derrick Rose is because of his offense. You know, he's uh, he's injury prone. He doesn't play defense, but he puts you we, know sixteen the Knicks points. Need a offense. Game. The, the Knicks need defense. We need they need defense. They need, well, uh, 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 if they need to sign a point guard, they should sign a, a veteran point guard who could mentor. Uh, Frank Nilakina and just provide some guidance out there. Uh, it's every, any any move the Knicks make is a band aid. Uh, it's a short term fix until yeah. Carmelo Anthony gets gets off the Knicks, and then whoever they whatever uh, acquisitions they get, and they repackage those acquisitions and, and get other players. The Knicks the Knicks team you see now is going to be very different come uh, January or February of 2018, especially when Carmelo Anthony is no longer on this team. And we're going to kind of change the gears just for a quick second before we wrap up the show and kind of talk, get into the Knicks Summer League and kind of update how they're doing. I mean, I'm sure you fans have seen that the Knicks uh, Summer League team looks like the actual Knicks where they don't play any defense. And they are, they, you know, they're, they're struggling pretty bad down in Orlando there. They're 0-3. Um, but for me personally, I, I can say that they're – some players that have impressed me, I know like Chip, like you just said a little while ago, that it's just summer league 
you know, basketball against some league talent. So it's not, it's kind of hard to judge them still. But the more I watch Damian Dotson, the more I like. I honestly think that he's going to have a big role for the Knicks. And maybe not early on this year, but by the end of the year and moving forward, I think that he's going to be a really solid piece uh, for the New York Knicks. And again, I know I hate on Phil Jackson any chance I can get, but I'll give him credit there. That I think that was an excellent uh, draft pick. Uh, I really do like Dotson. I'm very impressed with him. And then also uh, Luke Cornett from uh, Vanderbilt, or Cornett, excuse me, um, has been very impressive. Very, You can just see that he is a knockdown shooter and – Guys like that, that they, they have definitely excited me and see that there are still some young pieces that can be impact for the Knicks later on down the road. And, and Chip, I'm kind of curious to get your reaction so far from these summer league guys, you know, guys who you've been impressed with and who you have not been impressed with. Which, by the way, I've been very disappointed with chasing Randall. I don't uh, – guy guy's kind of struggling, um, turning over the ball a lot, but that's just maybe yeah. – Chip, who, who do you like and, and what have you been seeing? Yeah, the three guys you mentioned are exactly the three guys I was going to mention. Yeah. Um, I I like Luke Cornett a lot, and obviously the Knicks felt the same way because they signed him to a deal. Um, I like Damian Dotson a lot. Uh, I think, and the Knicks obviously feel the same way. Like I said earlier, I think they have uh, plans to play him. Somebody has to fill in Justin Holiday's minutes, and I think he's going to be a part of that. But yeah, I think Luke Cornett... Uh, I read uh, after the draft, Fran Fraschilla did a little thing with Mark Berman, and uh, he said he expected Luke Cornett to be drafted. Mm-hmm. So I think the only reason Luke Cornett wasn't drafted is because he's you know he's not exactly fast. If you watch the summer, yeah, he's pretty yeah. slow. But he's a he's good for the modern NBA in that he can shoot three and protect the rim. So I think he'd be he'd be a pretty good fit. Uh, next to Porzingis or Hernan Gomez. And uh, I think Dotson is... The Knicks didn't have a lot of three-point shooters last year. Mm-hmm. So I think Dotson would be a nice addition there. I don't know who else they're going to add. Maybe they won't add any of the three-point shooters at all. I know if they add Shelvin Mack or Derrick Rose, that's not any three-point shooting. <laughs> so, um, and Ron Baker can't shoot. Yeah. So, but yet, Jason Randall too... Jason Randall, uh, yeah, I, I think maybe our expectations of Jason Randall were a little too high after last year. I think, uh, I think Ron Baker is probably the better prospect, at least for mm-hmm. our team he is. So, yeah, I, I think he Jason Randall may be out of luck because there's no need to carry four point guards, and the Knicks are going to sign another point guard. And then you got Frank and Ron Baker. I I think Jason Randall may be out of luck. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right with that. And, and now I will say, Ron Baker, you said that uh, not not the greatest shooter last year. He was horrendous shooting the basketball. I do think eventually he's going to find his stroke and, and actually have an impact um, shooting the basketball from behind the arc. Even uh, and he he missed a lot of shots. I uh, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, in college, he showed he could do it. I think he missed a lot of shots that I think Ron Baker can knock down, and I think over time he will. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, we're going to wrap up the show today, and 
We got you guys exactly what we told you we would. We would find a Phil Jackson supporter to kind of hear the opposite side of things. And, Frank, you were awesome. We, we thank you for joining thank us and being on the thank show. Thank you, Frank. You're great. Hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. All right, well, we will be back next week 